The second reading today is from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verses 5 through 12. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. Then they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also the Levites, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbatai, Hodiah, Mahasiah, Kalita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan, Peliah. The Levites helped the people to understand the law while the people remained in their places. So they read from the book from the law of God with interpretation. They gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send portions of them to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing, because they had understood the words that were declared to them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Celebration. I think we all love a celebration, right, church? I think all of us love a celebration, whether it be a birthday or a graduation, a new job, a marriage, a birth. We all love to celebrate. And I think the reason we love to celebrate is because it usually marks an accomplishment. It signals that something noteworthy has been accomplished. It usually reminds us of the work that we have put in and the good results that come about as such because of that work. Other times, it's because of how far we have come. When we look back on our lives and realize that all the crazy things that we did in our 20s and 30s, we are still here today in our 40s or 50s or 60s. When we have those big milestone birthdays, we celebrate, right, church? Because we know some of the crazy things that we have done and that we shouldn't have been here today, but God's goodness have carried us this far. And so we can celebrate the milestone birthdays that we have. Other times, it's just to acknowledge that something good has happened to us. You see, I, I think celebration is a way of cherishing life in all of its complexities and difficulties, in all of its hardships. 
Celebration breaks up the pattern of life that can be so rote and sterile, that can be so burdensome, and allow us to remember again the reason that we are alive. Allow us to remember again that God has been good to us in spite of what we have been through. Allow us to remember again that God has shown us grace and mercy each and every day, and it's for that reason I think that celebration is important. Celebrate. Today we are wrapping up our sermon series on Nehemiah, Rebuilding a Legacy. And we are closing out with the, the work that Nehemiah and the Jews had done in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. We know for the last five weeks we have been looking on the work that they had done, how Nehemiah had gotten the approval of the king to go back and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and he had gotten the favor and the grace of God for all that he needed to work with the people to do this great job. We talked about how Nehemiah was criticized severely by Sambalat and Tobiah when he started rebuilding the wall. We heard the, the jaunts and the jeers and, 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 and the things they said like, if a fox walks on that wall, the wall will topple over. We, we hear how they made a mockery of the work that Nehemiah and the Jews were doing. And, and when that did not work, we know that they sent messages to Nehemiah trying to tell him to come on down so they could meet with him, pretending they wanted to talk, but they really wanted to harm him. But Nehemiah, not only did he ignore his critics, but he stayed the course. And because of his persistence, because of his dependence and reliance on God and his persistence to do what God had called him to do, to do what he believed God had laid on his heart, Nehemiah and the Jews accomplished the job. You see, like I had shared before, when the walls of Jerusalem were torn down, the people were left exposed and vulnerable to the enemies around them. In, in the days of old, a wall became a fortified city for the people who dwell therein. And if you never had that protection, you were always at the disposal of those who wanted what you had. And so having the walls being rebuilt meant that the Jews were able to live in some form of security, meant that they were able to live in peace even but for a short space of time. And so Nehemiah and the Jews worked and worked and worked and they rebuilt the walls. But in the midst of the rebuilding, in the midst of rebuilding the wall, they found the scroll. The scroll that contained the laws and the commandments of God. And when they found the scroll, the prophet Ezra took the scroll and as the people gathered together, he started reading the scroll. You see, the people gathered in what I would consider to be a celebration. The work has been completed. But this celebration was not just about the building of the walls as we know it, but also about a reclaiming of their lives. Yes, the walls were rebuilt. The gates were, 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 were put on. And the watchtowers were put back in place. But it was not just about the physical wall while the Jews were celebrating. You see, 
Hearing the word, the laws, the teachings of God reminded them who they were. After they were attacked and the walls were destroyed, hundreds of thousands of Jews were carried off into exile to live in Babylon and in Syria. The prophets and the Levites who were the priests had gone off with them and the remnant, the small remnant that was left in Jerusalem basically were just living as anyone, anywhere, not recognizing their heritage, not realizing their legacy. Not having, the, not having the priests and the Levites to help them to understand the law and to remind them of who they were and the legacy they had. They were living in fear. They were living as ones who were oppressed. They were living as ones without identity. And so when the scroll was found and, and Ezra started reading to the people the laws and the commandments of God, the people started crying. And I'm going to stop right here and, and, and let me explain something to you. Sometimes when we set out to do the hard work, sometimes, church, when we set out to do the hard work, the hard work that is required, we find out more about ourselves than we had anticipated. Sometimes when we set out to do the hard work, we find out more about ourselves than we had expected. The people set out to rebuild the walls, but in rebuilding the walls, they found in the ruins the scroll that contained the laws of the Lord. From what I have read, it would appear that they had not known it was there. They did not know that the book that contained the law of how they should live in right relationship with Yahweh was there. And so when they found it because of this hard work they had set out to do, they asked the prophet Ezra to read to them what was in the scroll. The people had lost their identity. They had lost the knowledge of who they were. They forgot their, their lineage, their heritage. They forgot their legacy. They forgot there were people who came from a great line. They forgot there were descendants of people like Abraham and Moses and Jacob. They forgot that there were people who were the descendants of people like Rahab and, and Sarah and, and Miriam. They forgot they were from prophets of old who did miracles, people like Elijah and Elisha. They forgot who they were because they were living in this depressing and oppressive situation, they forgot. Sometimes when we are living in a way that is beneath what we had expected for ourselves or outside of the boundaries of what God called us to live in, we forget who we are. And so standing there together and hearing the scroll being read to them, the laws of the Lord, the people started crying. I'm going to stop and say this, St. Mark. In that moment, I think if I were there, I can imagine the people recognizing their identity, recognizing who they are. One of the worst things that can happen to anyone is to not know who you are. To not know your lineage, to not know your legacy, or the legacy that was left behind. To not know in, on what great shoulders you stand. Ever so often when I, when I watch certain movies, and I, and I, for example, there's a movie called um, 
the born, the born identity. And this guy, in the, 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 pri the, the primary actor in the movie had forgotten, did not know who he was. And ever so often, sometimes as believers, we, we forget who we are. And, and when we're in that place of forgetfulness, we, we live outside of the realm of, of, of the great shoulders that we stand on and the great work that have been done before and have set us in place. And so the Jews forgot their legacy. And so here, in, in hearing the reading, they started crying because they knew they had been so far removed from who they were. People who had prophets and, and miracle workers in their history. People who had great men and women of old in their lineage. St. Mark, do not forget who you are. First and foremost, you are disciples of Jesus Christ. That's the bedrock of your faith. The grounding of who we are. That's the reason we are here today. Let no one take that from you. Let no life circumstance make you forget that. First and foremost, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We serve the man who walked upon water, who healed the blind, who raised the dead, the man who was dead for three days, and on the third day he rose up. We are children of the Most High God. Let no one ever take that away from you. Let no one ever allow you to forget that. Let no circumstance or situation that life may throw your way cause you to forget that you are disciples of Jesus Christ. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is incidental. First and foremost, you are disciples of Jesus Christ. When you know that, when you live in this truth, when you live in this reality, everything else fades. Everything else becomes commonplace. And so the children of Israel, the Jews, started crying when they realized their heritage, when they realized the laws of the Lord were there for them to walk in a particular way. They started crying. As I read through Nehemiah again and again, I can imagine that after, the exile, after so many had been taken into exile, that others were born even during the time when the walls were destroyed. So they did not grow up in the teachings and the admonitions. They did not grow up in, in, in going to the temple and hearing the word and the, and the teachings of Yahweh. They did not, it was not a part of their everyday life. And so they missed out on knowing who they are. And so Ezra stood before them. And the people were convicted and they started crying. But Ezra said to them, the law is not for you to cry. This is not a reading for you to cry. This is a great day, a day of celebration. This is a great day. So I want you to rejoice because the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you have joy in God, you are strengthened. 
Basically, Ezra and Nehemiah were telling the people, along with the Levites, yes, yes, you have missed the mark. Yes, you have, you have wandered away, but God is merciful and gracious. And, and hearing this scripture, hearing these laws are supposed to remind you of who you are. You are a people who have been called by God and, and, and set aside to show the goodness of God to all the nations around you. You are a people who have been called by God and chosen to show the goodness and the mercies of God even to those who criticized you. You are a people who have been set apart by God to show God's goodness to even those who would have wanted to harm you. So don't cry. Don't cry. This is a day of celebration. Yes, the walls were rebuilt. The gates were put on. The watchtower was set back up. But it was more than just that why they were celebrating. It was more than just that that requires a celebration. They now remember who they are. They now know even if for the first time the legacy that they have as a people and the shoulders on which they stood. This morning, St. Mark, we are standing on the shoulders of so many others who came before us. You are here today because others paved the way that you could be here. You are here today because others were radically hospitable and welcoming, saying, come on in, this is the house of God and you have a place here. You are here today that even when others would have shut their doors in your faces, this church say, come here, come in. You are children of God, loved by God. You are God's own. We stand on the shoulders of so many who have paved the way for us. And so we can celebrate. Even as we are, we are doing the hard work of rebuilding, even as we are doing the hard work of, of, of putting back into place things that will allow even the neighborhood to know that St. Mark is here. But there is also work to be done for the future. Because you see, just like how others set, the, set, 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 us in, set things in place for us to be here, we also have a responsibility to set things in place for others to come. So we are going to celebrate. I asked this morning in the first service, I said, you know what? We should create a celebration committee. And I said, raise your hand, and nobody raised their hand. One person told me, I would have raised my hand, but I figured you would have taken me up on it. We got to celebrate St. Mark. A legacy was built for us. But we also have the responsibility to build the legacy for others. We've got to celebrate. And we are doing the hard work. Yesterday I saw 40 or 45 St. Mark members came out and, and, and they were just working, sweating. As cold as it was, I saw some persons burst in sweat and we were working and working. And I have persons coming to me saying, Pastor Carolyn, I do want to go out with you into Midtown community. I do want to meet our neighbors. I do want to allow young people to know that they have a place here and they are welcome here. I do want this neighborhood to know that we are here for them. So the work has begun. And I am thankful. And so as we do the work... And as we see the results of God's faithfulness, as we see how God has blessed the work of our hands, we've got to celebrate. 
And so ever so often you're going to see us celebrating. I've been talking with the staff and, and about some of the things that we can do as celebration. A few weeks ago, Tiff Treats, you know those, that company that makes cookies, came to us and asked about parking their bus close by so that we can have cookies and the neighborhood can have cookies. And I'm intentional about when we're doing anything as a church, it will no longer be a St. Mark thing, but it will be a St. Mark community thing. So when we're doing Halloween extravaganza or Easter egg hunt for the children, we're going to invite the entire community. Whenever we're doing anything St. Mark, that's one of the reasons we are going to be standing out on Peachtree right in front of the church and in front of Dunkin' Donuts so that the neighborhood can know that St. Mark is here and we are welcoming them and we are going to them. Anything that we're doing as a church from here on is going to be St. Mark and the community. We are going to be a people who celebrate because God is in this place. We are, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus has set, the, set the, the, the pace for us and have paved the way for us. And we are going to live fully into that. So no longer are we going to operate as a small church or a church that is halfway there. We're going to live fully into who God has called us to be. If Jesus Christ is our example, if he is our model, then we have no limits. Amen, church? Amen. Okay, you didn't sound like you're sure. If Jesus Christ has set the example, then we have no limits. Amen, church? Amen. So we're going to celebrate because God is with us. And God has equipped us to do more than we could have ever imagined. The children of Israel were told to go, eat, eat the best, drink the best, do not cry, but celebrate, for the joy of the Lord is their strength. The same it is for us today. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and so we are going to celebrate.